VHS files contain spoilers, adult content, and harsh language. Listener discretion is advised. It's showtime. showtime. Welcome to the VHS Files Podcast with Jenny Lou. So what do you want to do tonight? Jason. What about pizza and movie night? Eric. I want to rent a movie. And Josh. I want to go to a good video store so I can get a good movie. And this is the movie of the week. Let's get this pizza movie night started. Welcome back to the VHS Files, where we go back in time and watch a movie and talk about it. How's everybody doing tonight? I'm great, Josh. Thanks for asking. Pretty good. It's good over here in Texas, dude. No hurricane. Feel sorry for the people in Louisiana, though. Yeah, we want to go ahead and uh, say um, our hearts are with all the people in New Orleans with uh, the hurricane. This is coming from some people who have experienced a pretty bad hurricane in the past two years and our hearts go out to everyone in Louisiana right now. Yep. Absolutely. Yes. Donate if you can help them people out. They, they need it. They don't need running. They don't even have running water, nothing over there. It's pretty bad. You guys all know all about that. Yep. Yep. We sure do. It was heartbreaking watching the news as all this was going down. It just felt a little too familiar. So, yeah. But, but hopefully we can bring everybody some joy tonight because we're doing a podcast. We're talking about a movie, a pretty beloved movie from the 90s, and that movie is The Sandlot. The movie of the week. I know you're smart and I'm proud of you. I want you to make some friends this summer. Meet Scotty Smalls. Kale, get it! <laughs> the kid is a... L7 Wayne. My life's over. Man, this is baseball. You gotta stop thinking. You just have fun. Climb trees, hop fences, get into trouble. Just stand there and stick your glove out in the air. I'll take care of it. Now he's in. Yeah! All right! With the coolest guys in the neighborhood. They've got the look. Wendy Peppercorn. Wow. They've got the moves. Ah! They've got the rap. Blockhead! Geek! Jerk! Idiot! Moron! You bob for apples in the toilet! And you like it! You play ball like a girl! Something else has got their ball. Oh, I thought it was a movie oh, called The Sandbox. I thought it was about kitty litter. Sorry. Watch a wrong total <laughs> movie. Sorry. You know, cut Jason's mic, please. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't sand. That was kitty litter. What movie is that from? Oh, shit. Dude. Little Rascals. Little Rascals. <laughs> it's kind of relatable to this movie here about a bunch of kids and a clubhouse and what dogs and adventures monster squad oh well i actually have a note here that references monster squad we'll get to that later but uh let's talk about the sandlot let's say i get into this bad boy it was uh released on april 7th of 1993 directed by david mickey evans has anybody else heard of him no no neither have i and that's because he hasn't done a whole lot (laughs) Uh, he did, well, he was a writer on Radio Flyer, which I remember watching as a kid. Don't remember too much about it, other than the fact that there's a 
wagon in it. Dude, he wrote Class of 1999. That's a cool, nice B horror movie if you're not familiar with that one. Well, uh, mm, difference of opinions there, I think. Uh, I, I love that movie, and I don't think a lot of other people do. So, But, yes, he did write that. Oh, no, it was enjoyable, but a lot of people don't know about it. But he directed The Sandlot in 1993. That was the first film that he directed. And he has directed My Teacher, My Friend, Beethoven's Third and Fourth. <laughs> Sheesh. Wow. My Teacher, My Friend 2. Oh, my God. <laughs> first Kid. First Kid. He did that one with Sinbad, didn't he? He did First Kid, National Lampoon's Barely Legal, <laughs> Wilder Days, The Sandlot 2. Oh, shit. What? The final season and Ace Ventura Jr. Pet Detective. Oh, my God. No. <laughs> Jesus. So suffice to say, um, not a whole lot of good stuff going on there from Mr. David Mickey Evans. But nonetheless, he directed this movie with a budget of $7 million. How much do we think this thing brought in at the box office? No idea. Ballpark. <laughs> What do you think it brought in? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, th I'm throwing dad jokes out there. I'm getting Eric ready. 80 mil. Whoa, Whoa dude. Whoa. <laughs> this, this ain't like Spider-Man 2 or nothing, you know, on opening night. God, so, guys. This movie is not that good. <laughs> 34.3 hmm. million. So it was definitely, definitely a success. Released amongst the likes of Point of No Return. Indecent Proposal, The Adventures of Huck Finn, and the Alicia Silverstone suspense thriller, The Crush. Oh, shit. I don't think I've seen that. Oh, is that, really? Really? that has a terrible yeah. dog death. For people that don't yeah. like dog deaths, yeah. Yeah. avoid. Yeah, terrible dog death in the sandlot, too. No, I'm yeah. sorry. I'm thinking of the wrong movie. <laughs> is this man's best friend that we're talking about? Oh, wrong horror movie. Sorry. Uh, I need, I have never seen that and I'm very curious to see it. <laughs> Lance Hendrickson. Yep. But this movie was uh, a 90s film. So today, Eric's going to take us back in time to 1993. We're sending you back in time. <gasps> Whoa, this is heavy. Well, Josh, the Food Network premiered on television in 1993, eventually introducing the world to Guy Fieri. But what most people Ooh. don't know is Guy was actually born Guy Ferry. Yes, the very foundation of Flavortown was built on a lie. Fietti yeah. <laughs> was a family name, though, so it's not too much of a reach. But yes, he changed it for his career. I've heard people say it so many different ways. Fieri, Fieri. I like, and it's all wrong because it's not real. Ferrari. <laughs> Fucking liars. Anyway, anyway continue. <laughs> until 1993, women were banned from wearing pants on the floor of the U.S. Senate. Can you believe that? That's not really that long ago. Keep in mind, uh, Nancy Pelosi arrived in 1987, and uh, she's not even the most senior female. In, uh, Marcy Kaptur of Ohio joined up in 1983. Um, I'm talking current yeah. people. Yeah. Um, you guys, uh, just you guys know how to fix a women's watch? No, Eric. Tell you us. You don't. There's a clock on the oven. Oh! Wow. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Hey, I, I voted for Liz Warren in the primaries. Okay, don't attack me. Don't attack me. All right. So, the Aaron Burr Got Milk commercial came out in 1993. 
leading to endless ripoffs for years to come. Who directed that commercial? Anyone? Does anyone know? No? Michael Bay. (laughs) Wow. Michael Bay. Where's all the explosions? But do you know who the actor is in the commercial? No. Leslie Odom Jr., the original Aaron Burr in Hamilton on Broadway. Oh, wow. Jenny dropping the Hamilton knowledge because Damn, Jenny. M- my wife saw Hamilton I this saw week. Hamilton. Yeah. I was in the I room. I was where very it happy for you there. Very happy for you. <laughs> she did not throw away her shot. It was amazing. Hey, you guys know what Guy Fieri's favorite cooking ingredient is? <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. It's Michael Bay leaves. <laughs> a connection we made a connection and finally oh. the world is making me feel like this song lately this hit from 1993 hit it Josh <laughs> wait wait <laughs> Yeah. I feel like the son of Sam. Keep going, Josh. <laughs> and the lights are blinking. I'm thinking it's all over when I go. I'm drinking. Oh, come on. Yeah. That's what I know. What people did not know, Josh. Oh, Jenny, no. original member of Cypress Hill. Jenny, go. <laughs> Insane in the membrane. Insane in the brain. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I got a couple of trivia questions from 1993 for everybody. Here we go, here we go. All right. In 1993, what film won Best Picture at the Oscars? Can you give me a list of nominees? I can give you a list of nominees, dear. It was The Crying Game, A Few Good Men, The Unforgiven. Unforgiven. Scent of a Woman, Howard's End. Crying Game. Jenny, your answer? I don't know. Mr. Eric was correct. It was the unforgiven. Bonus question. Who won for best director that year? Clint Eastwood. (laughs) Good job, Mr. Eric. (laughs) It's so unusual that uh, director and movie win the same year. Yeah. I don't think it's happened very many times. Somebody should Google it and tell me. Not it. A little bit of a um, not it. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of information about the Oscars that year. Billy Crystal, who was the host that year, did not want to host, and after many offers and many offers, he finally took the job. After <laughs> the producer sent him a stuffed horse's head made to look like the horse he rode in City Slickers. Oh shit! <laughs> but was a little bit of. Controversy that year because it was I like that listed mm-hmm. as the year of the woman and everybody thought that a woman should have hosted that year, and Billy Crystal got some pretty negative reviews for his performance that year. It's probably because his heart wasn't in it. But that's all I got for 1993. So let's talk about this bad boy. All right, so I'm gonna go around. I'm gonna start with Jenny. This was Jenny's pick this week. Jenny, tell us about your history with the Sandlot. Whatever you remember from your first view as a child. And what you thought of it this time around? I don't think I saw this in the theater. Okay. But I, d- 
definitely rented it and watched it a million times. I was like right at that age, like around the same age as like probably the older kids in the movie. Mm -hmm. Like, cause, um, like Dennis Leary. I think, (laughs) (laughs) I think Benny is supposed to be like slightly older than the other kids. He just comes off that way to me. Um, so I had like, you know, Oh, she's got a crush on Benny Rodriguez. Crush. Like, <laughs> is that Wendy Prefercorn kind so of crush? So that's what you know? kept, that's what kept you coming back to the Sandlot. Yeah, yeah that is a running theme. So, <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Like, and even now, like we laughed a lot watching this. You laughed more I than I have ever heard you laugh. Did I? I thought you I wasn't did. laughing very much no, this time around. <laughs> you laughed so much this time. And I just, it just has like a soft spot in my heart because it's about friendship and summer and it's got great quotes that I use to this day. <laughs> well, everybody uses the main quote from this movie. Everybody I mean, does. I use a lot of these quotes. <laughs> Somebody used that quote on me today. Not my wife. One of the other people on this show. <laughs> Namely, Jason. All right, Mr. Wolfman. Uh. Tell us about your experience with the Sandlot. What'd you think of it back then? What'd you think of it this time? Oh, uh, see, in 1993, I was actually uh, already in high school because, you know, I'm the... He was 47. I was 47 back then. I'm aging backwards. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I was already in high school, so this was a little younger type movie for me. But it was something I think I ended up... Uh, I think my little brother rented it because... I did play Little League as a kid, so I was into baseball back then, and I still actually didn't or I did watch baseball at that time, but uh, watching it back then, I enjoyed it. I love all the kid humor. I mean, growing up here, I had kids, friends that were just like that, and we played Little League together. We'd go down to the local park and just hit the ball around and stuff like that, but uh, a lot of memories when you're watching this movie now. Uh, As far as today, uh, it was a little bit of a struggle (laughs) to get Mm. through it. I'm just kind of like, I used to laugh at a lot of this stuff, but maybe I guess I'm getting old now and I, I don't, uh, the humor doesn't really hit home with me. I mean, the main quote, which we'll talk about that. I'm not even going to say it right now, but yeah, I still use that daily. Don't take this away from me, Jason. Everybody. Oh, I'm going <laughs> to. Jason, did you feel yeah. more like Dennis Leary's character this time watching it? Did you identify <laughs> with him more? Uh, yeah, I'm like, but uh, if that kid would have used my ball that was signed by Babe Ruth, uh, I might be in prison. Yeah, <laughs> at that time. Sorry, <laughs> but uh, that because not Jason, that, that... I think is saying that he would kill a child. But go, carry on. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fictional world we're living in. Okay, I'm not saying for real, but I mean that's a damn <laughs> baseball sign by Babe Ruth. That's worth millions today. Well, so, you know, well what? he got another one signed by oh, Babe yeah. Ruth. Well, yeah, but. Well, no, no, no. We're going to have a debate about this later, so let's get to that. Well, also, you have show. to communicate to a child how important something is and explain to them why it's important. Yeah. It was a pretty bonehead move, but Dennis Leary has to go, listen, this is not something I can replace. Like, you cannot take this. I have to, you know, like, this is one of a kind. I cannot get this again. I Because the kid clearly doesn't realize that, but we're jumping way ahead here. But Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's a couple of things that I'm actually going to bring up when we're talking about the movie that you know, are like that are like unspoken things that you don't really think you would need to say something about, but sometimes you do. Uh, Eric, 
your experiences. What'd you think of it then? What'd you think of it now? Well, um, let's see. I was nine when it came out. I think I was like perfect age for this. Um, I enjoyed it quite a bit when it came out. I wasn't really a baseball kid. Um, I did collect baseball cards and I, you know, I used to throw the ball around with my pops and from time to time. Um, but I think what this movie really captures is like you guys have touched on, you know, friends, childhood friends, summertime, getting into Mm -hmm. trouble. Uh, that's the magic that this movie has. Um, watching it this time, I admittedly wasn't really in the mood to watch it. Um, it was forced <laughs> upon me by Jenny. Um, You're welcome. Jenny, I, I will say I enjoyed watching it again. It is a great movie. Um, nice. And uh, I had fun with it. Well, I am the newcomer to this movie, I believe, because I did not see this until probably roughly, what, five, seven years ago? Uh, it was with me. It was so. one of these where Jenny was like, you know, everybody always says it when I say I haven't seen. So oh, you haven't seen the Sandlot. <laughs> no, uh, that was jo- that Sandlot. was Josh's best Adam Sandler. Uh, right there. <laughs> <laughs> totally. What do you mean? Right. But yeah, I mean, I had plenty of sports movies that I watched as a kid. The Rookie. With uh, the kid from American Pie, oh, I, Rookie I of the like Year, that. Rookie yeah, of the yeah. Year. That's, yeah. that's a cool little fun movie. I like that. That and honestly, I, I think the reason Sandlot got the back seat here is because I used to watch Angels in the Outfield all the time mm. with Danny Glover. Oh, yeah. JGL, right? And JGL, yeah. yeah. That was the baseball movie that was always on in my house for whatever reason. So I don't really have a whole lot of uh, nostalgia for the Sandlot. It does have its moments for me, but it's not really the classic that I think everybody else holds it, you know, holds to that stature for, it's not that for me. And I mean, but to, to be fair, I mean, it is an enjoyable movie. This time we watched it. I, you laughed your ass off. I heard. Well, uh, apparently I did. I felt like I wasn't, I felt like I wasn't really responding to it very well because it sounded like you liked it more than ever. He was looking at his phone. He was looking at TikTok. (laughs) <laughs> he was watching fail vids check out the vhs files tiktok it has been going and you can see me acting a fool on there hey uh, speaking quickly of of uh rookie of the year remember when that yeah. doctor said funky butt loving and he gets hit in the nose <laughs> <laughs> yeah. in a kid's movie what not weird Ooh, it was in the trailer too if i recall that was weird <laughs> It's funny. That's the main part that Eric remembers is funky butt loving. It's Um, the only thing I remember, honestly. So fun fact, the narration that's going on in the Sandlot here was also done by the director, David Mickey Evans. Hmm. Uh, For some reason, when we were watching it, this anytime there's voiceover or voice actors going on, I'm always trying to figure out who it is. Mm -hmm. And he sounds a lot like someone who's narrated or someone who's done voice stuff before. But in doing my research, finding out that it wasn't, Anybody that I knew, I was kind of a little let down by that. But uh, but the narration here introduces us to Smalls, and he's reminiscing about his time when he was a kid playing with his friends out at the Sandlot. Um, I think this movie does a very good job of what it was like when you moved out of your regular, you know, moved out of your neighborhood and moved into a new neighborhood, and you had to make friends again, and how. 
I, I kind of saw myself in smalls a lot in the beginning of this because I was really that kid a lot of the time. I was always trying to figure out what I could do to get in the graces of the kids that were in the neighborhood. And, you know, sports usually leads to a lot of that. But I wasn't a big sports kid. And, you know, I played a little bit of basketball, a little bit of soccer with some friends in school. But I really kind of I felt like I was smalls in this movie. How do you how do you feel about that, Jenny? Yeah, I think it does do a really good job of giving you characters who seem, for the most part, real. Mm-hmm. Even though, you know, they're exaggerated versions of, you know, I don't really know sometimes. how much. I don't know how much it's exaggerated, really. Like, well, like, I mean, yeah, yeah, not yeah, yeah. Um, the repeat. He yeah. says, he says every single thing that his brother says and nothing else. I mean, you always knew somebody who had like a little sibling who would copy them, but not like right. to that extent. To this, it's a, yeah, it's to, it's held to a comedic point in yeah, this movie. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But yeah, I definitely I moved around this time, mm-hmm. and so I very much felt like that. And I, you know, made friends with girls in my neighborhood and we rode the bus together to school. And I mean, we would play baseball, but you know, we would make up dances in the backyard Mm -hmm. and, you know, do stuff like that. Um, very, very relatable. So what about you guys? I mean, do you guys feel like you're kind of the smalls in the movie or are you more relating with the kids in the neighborhood? Like I know Jason and I moved around a lot as kids, Eric, I don't know about you and how much you moved around, but I, you know, that that's kind of why I think I connect with smalls is because he is the new guy there and trying to make friends. I don't know. Uh, Eric, what about you? Like I, de- were you- I definitely relate to smalls. I mean, especially trying to play a sport with people who are better at it than I am. <laughs> Uh, I found myself in that scenario many times, uh, in, in multiple sports. So yeah, definitely. And, and, you know, just being a little, a little bit shy, a little bit unsure that I can totally relate to that. I mean, I, I was thinking watching this, this time, especially like, wow, that smalls is really feels like Eric, (laughs) like in this, (laughs) that that is like, I am connecting. Um, he's a great vessel for the the viewer, you know, because I think everybody, most people anyway, feels that way at some point in their life, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Now, the, I mean, that being said, we're talking about Smalls here because he does drive the movie along. But would you say Smalls is the main character of this movie? Like, who do you think this is a main focus sort of film, or do you think this is more of an ensemble movie? This is an ensemble cast. Like, do you think if any of the group of kids, any one of the group of kids wasn't there, it wouldn't be the same? Well, I mean, there's maybe a couple of them that it wouldn't make a difference either way. But like there are so many like well-defined mm-hmm. characters that I think, I mean, obviously like the friendship between Smalls and Benny is like. Right. Yeah, that's central. The prevailing that's, factor, but like it's a great ensemble. They're the only characters you get scenes of without anyone else. Right. Right. And that's what I kind of have a little bit of a hard time focusing on in this movie is I don't know. I mean, obviously you're following everybody, but I don't really know who I'm supposed to be shifting, like who who I'm putting my time and energy into in this movie because it does shift. It's it's a lot about Benny and Smalls, but then you got all the group of kids and there's each it seems like each one of them has their own little um 
own little scene in the movie where they get to steal that scene and and be part of the, the bigger picture. So th- that was the biggest thing I, I kind of have a struggle with with watching this movie is I don't really always know who I'm supposed to be following, but I am having fun following the kids. Yeah. I think there's a, probably at least three kids that you could just forget. And I'm not kidding you. I mean, you think about them. Like when I was watching this movie, sure. I had I had totally forgot their characters in this movie. I mean, yeah. I remember uh, Squints and uh, Yeah Yeah and stuff like that. But like the Timmy, Tommy, and uh, Kenny, the pitcher, yeah. totally forgot about them. To me, I mean, they yeah, I mean, they they don't have a lot in this thing, and they kind the. I mean, Kenny, his character, I think I'd seen him in other movies as a kid and stuff like that. But in this, he, he kind of gets thrown into the background, all three of them. Yeah. So, and even Bertram, the the chewing tobacco kid, you know, he's really only has like one little scene. Yeah. yeah. So, but I still think the central story is, I mean, it is small as he's doing the narrating, but I think it's still more of a focus on Benny. Yeah. I, I kind of, I mean, that's really where I was headed this time around is, is that this is, more or less Benny's story than it is Smalls. It just seems like Smalls is pushing it around and pushing it through. It's kind of Smalls telling Benny's story. Yes, that's yeah. where I'm going. Yeah. And then Squints is like right below them because you get the he's he's in it a lot. He's got a lot of yep. he's running things. He's the whole uh, swing pool scene and stuff like that. Well, I don't know. I don't know. Okay, so let's let's do a ranking here. Okay, we've got Smalls. We've got Benny. Or would you put Benny above Smalls? I don't know, but. You know, then I think the next person you've got to put in that roster is going to have to be Ham. I still think Ham's below Squints. Really? I, I, I well, he, maybe it's because I'm a, I was a fat well, kid. Well, he delivers I, the quote that <laughs> he's got great. Yeah, he lines. He delivers he's the hysterical. quote. Yeah, but as they're, far they're as, both great. But as far as screen time, I think Squints has got more. Well, Squints has the, the to me like the most memorable scene in this movie. Oh yeah, is the pool yeah. scene with Squints. But yeah, I mean. uh Ham is the funniest kid out of all of them. Oh, yeah, definitely. He, everything yeah. he says is gold for the most part. He's hysterical. But I, but again, I mean, I'm also, I'm, I'm relating to, to Smalls in all of these aspects because much like him wanting to make friends and everything, even when I did make friends and I found out what their interests were, like here we've got these kids who play baseball, and I, I love how Smalls tells it that they were always just playing and they were never keeping score. It was just what they did. They went and played baseball. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I love that. I think that's a very, you know, childlike wonderment sort of thing is just, you, this is what you have and this is what you do all the time. And this is what, what gets you through your days is your time being able to go do this much like podcasting for me. <laughs> yeah. But but I mean, I, in in another relation to to Smalls here for me is is I would have been him also. There, the, all these kids are talking about the Great Bambino, and I wouldn't have known who the fuck yeah. the Great Bambino was when I was his age. So, I didn't have a whole lot of knowledge of sports, and that 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 tends to be something you know. I, I do remember having a friend in middle school that lived close to me and played sports all the time, and. In order to have a friend to hang out with, I kind of got into the whole mix of playing basketball with him or shooting the soccer ball around shooting and the soccer football. Yeah, see, <laughs> shooting the soccer ball around. Shooting the soccer and, ball uh, there. Yes. And, and kicking the hockey puck and all that good stuff. But yeah, I mean, but I, you know, I never, that was never a passion for me and I could tell it was for my friend. So it, that does make things a little weird in nature when you're when you're trying to be part of a group of people that have something like that. 
I think the time period here fits so much with baseball too. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, you just, it, it, it was America's pastime. It was just kind of a perfect thing to hang the story on in that, in that era. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, it works. It's There's something so romantic about baseball. I mean, I am a football fan. My dad's a football coach, was a football coach for like 40 years or something. I played football, but my favorite movies are baseball movies Hmm. by a long, by a (laughs) large margin. And it's just baseball is just interesting. I don't watch baseball. I don't follow baseball, (laughs) but a baseball movie, Moneyball, you know, uh, Major League rookie, rookie of the Year, <laughs> <laughs> Angels in the Funky Outfield. Uh, you know, uh, yeah. Uh, the what's the one with the? If you build it, they will come. That one. There's Field so many. Dreams. There's endless baseball, great baseball movies. The Natural. Uh, yeah. Uh, what's the one with the, the lady? The lady baseball players. Oh, no League of Their Own. League of Their Own. Thank their you. Own. I don't know Bull the names Durham. of any films. I don't know the names of any films. You guys tell me what they are. But Eric, you know, this is a movie podcast. <laughs> is this a movie podcast? What? And speaking again to the time period, I feel like our generation is kind of the last generation that will be able to relate to this. Where like your parents, you were like, I'm going to go ride my bike. And they'd be like, okay, you know, be back by this time. No, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. They didn't know where you were. You know, you could meet up with a friend and home before you know, the lights. Yeah, but say street yeah. lights came on. No you better cell be in the phones, house. nothing. Yeah. Just freedom. It really was like. But it's not just because of that. It's because really a lot of them have no interest in doing anything other than sitting in front of a computer or an iPad all day long. Well, that's a blanket statement, Jason, I would say. But I see your point. There are a lot of kids that are that way. But um, well, I think there's even, you know, I think parenting has even shifted to the point of, you know, parents aren't going to let their kids go do that kind of thing right. now, especially <laughs> living in a, a time of a pandemic that we're in right now. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I I definitely picked up on that watching it, too. It's it's I remember being able to do that. And I don't know if kids these days can relate to a movie like the Sandlot because I don't know if many of them have done this, you know, it's true. All right. Now let me ask you this. How many of you used to chew the big league chew or smoke the bubblegum cigars <laughs> that they, that they have done both. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I yes. definitely had both. Yeah. Um, Dude, that was, like I the actually, thing. I'll tell you right now. I have, I have a, a bag of big league chew in my car right now. <laughs> <laughs> is it the grape or the bubble gum? It's, I think it's bubble gum. It's not mine. Actually, Kayla, my wife, just bought it randomly and was chewing it. I don't know why. Mm. Did Kayla start chewing tobacco? Yeah, she's, she's trying to that quit. Bubblegum around? Yeah, she's trying to quit the, the chaw. So, uh, <laughs> the reason I say that, because my uncle, uh, my uncle Johnny, he, him and his wife, his wife was a softball player, uh, my aunt, and, and, you know, they big baseball was big in their house and my uncle Johnny chewed tobacco and I always found this so weird and gross, but he, he would have the tobacco and he would have the big league chew and he would wrap the gum. Get out of like here. Like he would chew up the gum, wrap it Get around it. Like that's, oh, that's, that's how, yeah. Oh like, God. For real. I've oh, never heard yeah. of that, Josh. That's some wild shit. Anybody got a bucket? Yeah. 
<laughs> Lord have mercy. They're so nasty. Yeah, I mean, I, that was unfortunately my, my uncle Johnny passed away when I was very young, and I don't remember a whole lot about him and his personality. I do remember him chewing tobacco Dude, and having. I have a bad, bad memory of chewing tobacco, and that's because it, it's. Uh, I had a stepdad who chewed that red man stuff, spit it into a solo cup. Oh and no! I was drinking Dr <gasps> Pepper. Oh no! Oh. oh no! Yeah, it took all I did was touch the tongue, and I was like projectile. Yeah, yeah. Every time I get to the chewing tobacco scene in this, I totally feel it. I feel their pain. So yeah, not not fun at all. I would love to know the percentage of tobacco chewers that have actually like accidentally drank their spit, oh it happens. Spit cup. Oh, I'm sure it does. I've heard I'm that sure story uh, many a times from friends of mine who dip and chew chew in the back and like, oh, I've spit it into a Coke can and forgot that it was in the Coke can. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That's gnarly. I, I, I will admit, I there was a brief period in college where I, a lot of my friends would dip and we would occasionally, I would occasionally give it a go. Um, that stuff is nasty, and I always laugh when I see the scene now because. <laughs> I, you just know i mean that stuff just wrecks your body it's it's awful it's awful i just you know i was always the kid that had the candy cigarettes and I, yeah yes. i had like yeah, the, the, the bubblegum cigar I love those and that you know uh, unfortunately that came from the fact that my parents smoked like chimneys and it was you know emulating them and do they even sell no do they still sell no, candy cigarettes they, they, they stopped okay. that for that reason but i mean i still remember the days when i did play little league with uh actually i still have a close friend one of my best friends that we played little league together and i remember us going up to the the uh concession stand and you had to have a thing of big league chew in your mouth before you went out on the field because you were wow. emulating your baseball <laughs> idols, you know, back then. And I'm like, then when you realize how nasty that stuff is when you accidentally drink a cup of it, yeah, I'm never putting that in my mouth. Never. So, Well, another thing I want to touch on here is, you know, you've got Smalls, who also his father's passed away and his mom has remarried. Uh, we've got his mom, who's Karen Allen. Marion! Raiders Allen. of the Lost Ark. And uh, Dennis Leary, who I think was fairly new to acting at this point. Yeah, I didn't remember that he was in this. But how do we feel about Dennis Leary in this? Because I feel like he's kind of a dickhead. Yeah. And I don't know if you're supposed to feel that way about him. What do you guys think about well, Dennis Leary? Well, Dennis this? Leary is a dickhead. Well, true. For one. So, um, so I think he's great in this. I think he does exactly <laughs> what they called on him to be, is be yeah. a jerk stepdad. And he is perfect. It's almost hard to buy that he's coming around at the end because he's just such an asshole. He's an asshole. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but uh, as far as like being in his shoes of having a small kid and becoming a stepdad, I've been in that predicament. It is weird. You you have a child coming as in. As have I. And you're just kind of like, well, yeah, I mean, I'm going to take care of you. I got to protect you, but I really don't know what you're into and what you like. And you learn <laughs> that, but then you get to know them as they get to know you too. Uh, and then it, it turns out like it is at the end of the movie. I remember, I remember spending some times with my uh, stepson, you know, riding motorcycles, teaching him how to play guitar, throwing the football, stuff, stuff like that, you know, teaching him how to chew tobacco, how to not <laughs> chew tobacco, <laughs> letting them drink your tobacco spit. It's not, it's not easy to be a step parent uh, at all. It's a, mm -hmm. uh, it's a challenge for sure. Um, 
But Dennis Leary is clearly not interested in being a good step parent uh, through yeah. this. He's really, Karen Allen's having to really twist his arm into this. And you brought up this earlier about, you know, he has this ball signed by Babe Ruth, which gets Smalls into the biggest pickle. He, they really emphasize the fact that in, in, in the way they keep it a I mystery it. throughout this movie, that's when I got us in the biggest pickle <laughs> of the summer. How many it's times like, they say pickle in this movie? I oh, know I hate quite I a hate bit. Pickles. pickles are disgusting. <laughs> Just letting that really? know. You don't like pickles? No. I love pickles. What about <laughs> other things that are pickled? Like, what about, nope. like, no? Nothing. Nope. Nothing pickled. So you nope. don't like vinegar, basically. I am not a big fan of vinegar. What about barbecue with, like, a Carolina, like, vinegar nope. sauce? No? I want I want a sweet, spicy sauce. I want no mm. uh, Carolina sauce. You want sugar. This man wants sugar. That's that's why I have diabetes. So <laughs> I love sugar. <laughs> I had never had pickled red onions until recently. Ooh. And dude, those are good. We are so far off topic. No, we're still talking about pickles. <laughs> <We're back laughs> Guy Fieri. But another thing, you know, well, another thing Eric brought up here is the fact that Dennis Leary, you know, he needs to, he seems absent a lot in the beginning of this. And You've got to explain that I have this baseball that's signed by a person. You're not supposed to touch this. This is very, very valuable or in, you know, it's priceless, really, mm-hmm. especially for a baseball fan. And that's kind of something I want to talk about here is, you know, obviously, yes, he does need to have that conversation with Smalls. And maybe because he thinks that kids know baseball and know who Babe Ruth is is the reason he's like, this is a fucking, this is a ball signed by Babe Ruth. This kid should never, he knows not to touch this fucking ball. I mean, maybe, but maybe you're right though. He did know he shouldn't touch it. Also, he wasn't supposed to go in the room at all. I think. Well, right. And, but you've all, all the kids kept saying, Oh, you don't know the salt and the swat. You don't know, you know, all this kind of stuff. And was like, but they call him everything other than Babe Ruth. Right, but I mean, so, you think in that conversation, they go, you don't know who this is? It's Babe Ruth. Well, remember, well he's it, pretending like he yeah, does Yeah, remember, because right. when Ham says, the great Bambino, he goes, oh, oh yeah, yeah, the great Bambino. Why didn't you say that? Do they so, buy that? Uh, they obviously I do. guess they did. Huh? They right. must. Because they have this discussion at the end of the movie when he says, hey, the name on the ball was some woman signed the ball. So, but I also, I also had a moment like that watching this movie when he's trying to get Dennis Leary to go throw the ball with him and it's, it's played for comedic value and the fact that he runs the ball back to him, he doesn't throw it back to him. And I'm sitting here thinking myself, and I'm not a sportsman person. Don't like the sports balls. (laughs) He don't like balls. I'm pretty confident in that I could throw a ball and catch one, which I, I mean, I have done. Am I just taking for granted the fact that I know how to do those things and some kids don't, yes. but like, it just seems really odd to me. Let me assure you. Yes. That, that someone would not know how to properly throw a ball. Like, it seems like the easiest thing in the world to me. Yes, it does. Doesn't it's it? Not. But it's not. It, I, I promise I have experienced such things where, you know, if someone didn't have exposure to that at a young age, they struggle very much with mm. throwing less, catching more. Uh, catching, you know, hiding, closing your eyes from the ball, coming at you. That is a big thing with kids that don't have parents that because start with them young. It's it's really something you need to start young. You know, me and me and my stepfather didn't throw the football around or throw the baseball around or any of those kind of things. I naturally just got to a point where I 
enough of the kids I knew were doing that. So I, but like, I don't ever remember being to a point where I was, I didn't think I could throw a ball to somebody. And it just struck me as very, yeah. very yeah. weird. I, mean, I don't it's, think, I, you know, he, he's pretty bad. Like the, the idea that he learns from these kids to get to the level he gets to is insane. Right. Like if he's that bad to start off with, like you probably aren't going to be able to get him yeah. to the level he gets to. I don't to. know. I think I ever even knew uh, a kid that didn't know how to throw a baseball. I mean, it, I mean, not maybe not even far, but at least know the mechanics of just throwing something, a ball of yeah. paper, anything, you know, in a trash a can, can of dip. Yeah, a can of dip, <laughs> anything like that. You know, a, a bottle, beer set. bottle. You got to throw oh. him a beer bottle away. Yeah, a water bottle full of dip spit. Oh God! <laughs> I will say I'm really bad at throwing like okay. Josh can attest and, and also catching can, because can we get a uh, YouTube vid on this. I want to okay, see so it, Jenny's throwing ability. Does it make me sexist that I'm like, well, you're a girl. Yes. But also, <laughs> yes, you're a dick. And moving on, <laughs> for that generaliz generalization, yes. But also, you know me, right? Yeah. Like my dad tried to get me to know how to do these things. Yeah. Yeah. We've and been talking I about have... all Jenny doesn't like sports movies. Jenny doesn't like football. But Jenny's dad was a professional football player. <laughs> so you know. That's probably why, but. I was supposed to, you know, know how to do all of that. I have no hand-eye coordination. Like, I cannot do any of it. Yeah. No, I get that. And I, I tend to take for granted a lot of the things. Like, I don't think a lot of people really think about what they, some things they can do that seem very normal to them. Like, I mean, you had a conversation about this the other day. And I was like, you know, sometimes I get these feelings like I'm not talented enough to do something or I don't know how to do enough things, you know, when it comes to either editing or, or whatever for this show. But, you know, I can play the drums with my eyes closed. How many people can say that they can play an instrument with their eyes closed? Not me. Well, I mean, I can play one with my eyes closed, but it won't <laughs> That's sound a big deal. Good. Like I can't, I can play an instrument. And with I mean, eyes you'll, closed. you'll have, you know, you'll have, 50% of the population that'll say, yeah, we can do that. And 50 that, that can't. And I would imagine like for Eric and Jenny, like you, you probably can't even fathom playing a guitar with your eyes closed. Or <laughs> I mean, like, but you know, I, I do think we sort of take for granted the things that we do know how to do and do well, because we just naturally do I, them now. You I can tell you this things that Jenny and Eric could probably do better than me and you, Josh. Cause I bet you they could type with their eyes closed. Exactly. Oh yeah. I can say exactly. I can't, I'm a hunt. I'm a hunt and pick. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Hey, great for us, huh? Jenny, aren't we cool? We can type. Big fucking deal. What kind of world do we live in? Computers. Y'all are awesome. You can do that. Touching on the girl thing though. Cause we do get a line in this, you know, you play baseball oh, like, like a girl. girl. Yeah. And keep in mind in this, in this time period, dads weren't trying to teach their girls how to catch a baseball. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, you could say, Oh, you're sexist for, for thinking that, but at the same time, like it was a sexist world, um, yeah. you know, yeah. and, and girls weren't exposed to that kind of stuff. So obviously they weren't, you know, going to be as good at it at that time as the boys were. Even though the, the yeah. movie, a, a league of their own takes place in a time before this. And that's real. 
also true. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, as a minority, it's a minority situation. Both things it's not can be like, true at yes, the same both time. things can be true. Uh, I, I, quick story, dad's story. I have two kids and I have a son and a daughter and we would always play catch in the living room before bed. It would be like almost bedtime. And we had this little foam ball, kind of like a, um, kind of the size of like a handball, but Mm -hmm. foam and coated, you know, and we would throw it into three corners of the room. We'd all sit across the room and we would throw it back and forth at each other. And we would try to go see how many times we could go without dropping it, or we would put a timer on and see how many throws and catches we could get. And now, you know, they're in high school now and I can throw anything at my kids and they will catch it. Like <laughs> they will catch, I can take anything. I'm like here and throw it right at them and just boom, they catch it immediately. <laughs> like Bruce Lee. I got yeah. it. Yeah. It's, it's incredible, but you got to have that training early on. That makes all the difference. You sound like a great dad, Eric. Thanks. It, what, what the part of the story we are hearing is that when they did drop the ball, he sent them to bed with no dinner. <laughs> You're running 15 the laps bed. tomorrow morning for dropping the they ball. Dare drop the ball. I sent him to bed with no chewing tobacco. <laughs> Damn no you. No chewing tobacco tonight. No no tobacco, you get a pickle, and that's it. <laughs> no tobacco. Oh, God. Are we even talking about so, a movie anymore? I don't know. <laughs> Well, let me ask you guys, did any of you have the neighborhood story or legend or quote unquote, the beast of your neighborhood? And if you did, Jenny, tell me about it. So mine wasn't really like a neighborhood thing. It was more like something me and my cousin made up Mm -hmm. about my Nana's neighborhood. I think I remember you telling me about this, but go ahead. So when we were little, I mean, little, little, like five, Mm -hmm. you know, we would take walks around the block Yep. and we each had a picnic basket and we would pretend that we were in the Wizard of Oz. And so we would go around the block and there was one house Uh that was like, it was actually kind of like a fancy looking house in this mm-hmm. neighborhood, which just really had normal, regular houses. Right. Like it had columns. No, none of the other houses had columns. And we would say, that's the witch's house. Yeah. And then like we would try to like scare each other as we were walking by like, oh, did you see the curtain move? Or, you know, then like, OK, now as soon as we get up to this tree, we have to run past the witch's house and you can't stop running until you get past it. Or like, so it was just like this movie where it's the case of something that's just normal and innocuous becoming larger than life right. when you're a child. Yep. What about you guys? Did you guys have anything like that? Or, or, you know, an animal in the neighborhood or, you know, I think, I think the majority of us probably had that house that everybody talked about or that someone made up a story about. Uh, mine was uh, a busted grave in the cemetery. Ooh. Like, and it was, a, uh, I think it was a, not a child, child, but a, like a 10, 11 year old child because it was small and it was mm-hmm. broken, but it wasn't broken down. It was broken up because huh. it was concrete. Uh... It was upward. But what it was, it was really a root had pushed it out. 
But uh, yeah, you're told that when you walk through, yeah, don't walk through there <laughs> at night, you know, close to that one grave, you know, because the kid's trying to get you or something like that. Uh, yeah. So when we would even ride bikes through there, which I've mentioned this in a phantasm episode, me and Josh did, I was scared shitless of the cemetery as a kid. Uh, <laughs> Cause I lived, I'm putting the pieces, I'm putting the pieces together about that. Now you, you had a phantasm, the movie, and then you had this little, you know, story about a kid pushing himself up out of a grave. So hey. I'm starting to see the connection. Here. Yeah. I mean, and I live right in front of the cemetery. I mean, I, I live not even a uh, hundred feet from the gate of the cemetery. So hello. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of yeah. scary, but uh, yeah, that was our little local thing is as a kid, you know, like, Hey, don't go past this grave when it's dark blah 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 and then we had the thing about the same thing that there were you know satanists out in the cemetery at night but doing this and that <laughs> so don't go but you know it's the older kids telling the younger kids just to scare yeah. you but that yeah. was our main thing here where i grew up so man i didn't have anything like that no well, you didn't grow up no, in a small no... town though uh well i grew up in cape coral florida which is a large spatially large town yeah at the time you know there was a lot of space between houses not a ton but yeah you know there it wasn't like a super packed neighborhood there were a handful of kids we'd play with i i don't recall any any myths or legends or anything like that um other than an alligator i think actually ate a small child near near our house what Uh, (laughs) that's that's real man what the hell yeah (laughs) Uh, I'm just saying, like, uh, well, Cape Coral has a lot of uh, has a lot of uh, canals, like yeah. man-made canals, because oh, yeah. the 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 level was low in that area of Florida, so kind of near the Everglades, you know, Southwest Florida kind of stuff. So they built it up by digging all these canals. All the canals had alligators, mm. so um, the big fear was alligators. Honestly, did you call him the beast? Not, not really a spooky thing. Not part. Of, <laughs> not really what you're asking for. Uh. I, I mean, it was a beast, there though, wasn't it? could have been, like, it was a, real- a really big alligator. Like, you guys didn't have any, like, the biggest alligator legends. <laughs> no, just regular. Just regular alligators. Just regular ones. Those guys are just regular. That's scary enough. <laughs> scary enough. Regular one will get you. Let me get in them gators, man. You know, he, the gators just honoring you got on them teeth and no toothbrush. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah a dude it, there's a good football movie that's probably my favorite football <laughs> movie honestly i'm not even lying oh but yeah the dude the beast sports the, sports ball but the beast of this movie i mean like for the whole beginning of the movie i mean the over exaggeration of the dog yeah. is oh, I love comical it. it's so good it's so yep. funny like you can see the head flying through the air biting the ball the paw is like literally two foot wide you know <laughs> see here's where this movie i'm gonna ruffle some feathers i hate all this stuff with the dog <gasps> Fuck you. I, re- I really don't. Uh, I don't care for no, no, it. Are, are you talk- what do you mean? What Can you yeah, elaborate? Yeah, elaborate? What do you mean all this stuff with the dog? Yeah, what, what do you mean? I, the real or the supposed real dog? I don't like all of the blowing up the myth stuff yeah. and the, the dog's a puppet and I, I, blowing all of that out of proportion and whatnot. I just, I don't know, like, and this probably comes from me watching it as an adult as opposed to a kid, but... I like, I don't foresee any dog preventing me from getting my baseball back. It was a beast. Okay. 
whatever. The adult in me just doesn't really find the over-exaggeration of the beast all that funny. Yeah, I mean, really and truly, the movie would be over in like 30 minutes if they would have went and knocked on the fucking door. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. Well, yeah. Movie over. And I love that they actually mention that at the end. It's funny. I love that they get on the squints for that shit. All we had to do was knock. But on I mean, door. tell me about you. Uh, tell me about you guys with that though. Like, you, like their characterization of this dog. Like, I don't know. Like, we're all dog lovers here, and I feel like them villainizing this dog just makes it even worse for me. I can see that now, but like as a kid, like just you know, thinking that monsters are real, like mm-hmm. you can imagine like a monster dog. I mean, there are other movies that villainize dogs. I mean, yeah. for me, this movie. You, yeah, you, you have maybe one kid gets barked at, gets scared of this dog, tells it, tells another kid. Yeah, by the it's time a tall we get tale. to the, yeah, by the time we get to these kids, they've heard it from older kids before them. Like they don't really know this dog other than it barks and it's big. And no one goes in there. Like, I, I don't know. I, I, it doesn't bother me. It definitely doesn't bother me. I, I think I like it. Obviously I've I'll say it again. I've had Mastiffs. I love them. Great. Dogs. I love giant, giant breeds. I love this Mastiff. I want to hug it and kiss its mm. lips right on the mouth. Uh, <laughs> so obviously it's not scary to me, but yeah, I can see why kids would be afraid of it. And the beast is what sets all of this in motion and is part of the big pickle in the end. Yes. And you don't have a movie without it for whatever reason though. I just, it's not, it's not really getting me. And, and, and I just find it kind of insulting to this awesome dog that the kids have treated it, that he's just going to tear them to pieces if they go in this yard. Now trespassing is one thing I get that, but you know, I don't know. It's a weird subject for me. Uh, like, I, I really didn't find a lot of the comedy in in that this time around. That and, the, like, the the ingenuity these kids go through at this one point in the movie to get the ball. Dude, they should all have been graduates of MIT. I love it dude, so much. They should have went to MIT, dude. They're right up there with Tony Stark smart at this point for freaking nine, ten-year-olds. Come on, man. Like, who knew, well, how, knew how to build that at that age? So after they, you know, tell Smalls the story of the beast, they decide, you know, they they lose their baseball. He's like, I'm going to go get it. In the story, the dog gets, you know, chained up because Mm -hmm. someone reported the missing thieves. Yes. Right. That he ate. Yeah, that's part of the legend is that he ate, like, he he ate a kid or something. He ate a kid. Oh, that was later, but he got put in here because he ate all the thieves and people reporting their missing thieves uh-huh. like yeah come on yeah mm-hmm. this is funny but i just want to point out also that like the giant dog props and things like that the the, the flashback during the story with the forever stuff that's all you know you got to understand this is all being told through the eyes of children through the yeah. like through the yeah. lens of a yeah. child so like the dog's bigger than it's supposed to be and mm-hmm. you know there's all these things that don't add up and they're right. not supposed to because they're kids like like when they're doing all that stuff and the dog's throwing shit like launching it out of the backyard yeah. obviously a dog can't do that <laughs> um i don't think and you know but it's it's all being told through the memory of a child yeah you know? yeah so it's exaggerated yes and it's all yeah. exaggerated it's, you know embellished and it's all a little more than it really yeah. was 
Yeah. What were you trying to say, Josh? Well, no, I was just going to say, you know, all this happens and they retreat to yet another treehouse in a in a movie. Another uh, thing that we I love tend to house. come back to in all these movies we watch is kids in treehouses. But oh, shit. Some, the geography of this neighborhood yeah, I don't is know confusing whose house because that is, who lives right next to the baseball field. Yeah, like, like they're at the sandlot where the fence is, where this where this is at, and then all of a sudden they're in a treehouse looking over. Into yeah. the yard and right. One of the kids lives next to the dog. Yeah, I. N- but do but they ever? I need to know who. Yeah, do they ever they to tell say. you who? That's they don't. Give me a deleted scene. Yeah, I need to know. Maybe it's Quince because he's very knowledgeable. Is he though? Is he's he? just talkative. I don't. He he's pretty uh, much wrong about hey, everything. I don't know. He likes that, to that talk. kid is the smartest kid in this movie. For the what comes up later, <laughs> he is the smartest kid in this movie. Good point. But all right, let's talk about since we're at the uh, the treehouse part. Who the fuck doesn't know what a s'mores is? Yeah, I you've you've got me there. <laughs> well, hey, somebody's got to learn about it. When at some was point, the right? s'more invented? Scotty's dad wasn't around or something. His mom didn't take him camping. Obviously, Dennis Leary's not doing shit. It's not hard to believe, being that he doesn't know baseball. Then yeah, maybe he hasn't ever been camping and doesn't know that s'mores exist. I mean, I didn't know what a s'more was until I had a s'more. Like, what are s'mores anyway, guys? Can someone tell me? Uh, <laughs> chocolate, roasted marshmallow, graham crackers. Okay, thanks. Thanks for that information uh, there, Guy Fieri. Uh, uh, sh- <laughs> I do really like the s'mores. Hey, part. Uh, thanks, Guy Fieri. Uh, s'mores. Uh, the first version of s'mores started in 1927. So no, it fucking. Wow. <laughs> this guy is adding an H to s'mores. 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 <laughs> Actually, I call them. I call them hot schmoes. I did. Okay. I just call them hot schmoes. I call them hot dogs. (laughs) And I call hot dogs tube steak. Whoa! (laughs) The thing is, like, uh, I mean, he doesn't even know what a schmores is. I mean, he he doesn't know how to throw a baseball. He doesn't know. I mean, was this kid, like, shelter, shelter, shelter? I mean, like, locked in a room, you know, and they fed his food under the door. I don't know. Oh, oh, Josh has got Uh a... Is this... Uh Hey, hold on. Do we have a what if? He no, was so I, good at erector, is all I'm saying. What were you gonna say? What if? What if? Smalls is Indiana Jones's kid. <laughs> what? <laughs> Karen Allen. Oh, Karen Allen. Okay. Karen <laughs> Allen left Indy, went and had his kid. Dennis Leary is his stepdad, and she kept all this information from him because she didn't want him to follow in Indiana Jones's footsteps. I like Boom. it. Hey, what if what if Scotty Smalls grows up to be a greaser? No, no, <laughs> dude. The crystal Skull does no. not exist. That's yeah. That's crystal, yeah what, what is the Crystal what Skull? What the fuck are you talking about? I don't know why those words just came in my mouth. <laughs> but I mean, but I do love the little thing where you get through squids telling the story, and that's one of my favorite quotes to the me is the forever forever oh, yeah. i still say a, that i still what say a it. great idea to have the guy in the flashback exaggerate the, the word so good mm-hmm. it's brilliant that actually the, that I, I was saying that the the main scene of this movie was squints at the pool but that might actually like overshadow that the the forever squints has the two i would say best moments of the film mm or most memorable yeah. moments, the forever and the peppercorn pepper pepper hashtag me too. You're, you're making a convincing movement. argument for me to put smalls above hand. Gotta here. be number three. I mean, yeah. mm-hmm. well, 
I said smalls. I mean squints. Yeah. All right. Now this. Uh, go ahead, Eric. No. Okay. <laughs> well, you said you you were talking about peppercorn, not peppercorn. I know you're hungry. It's peppercorn. <laughs> I said peppercorn. <laughs> no, you're hungry. Didn't I? No, you said peppercorn. But you said peppercorn. Maybe I did. I am hungry. But uh, dude, watching it like we we're talking about watching it this time through the first time we were introduced to her and do the the over sexualization of Wendy when she walks by and the zoom in on that girl's butt. I was like, I'm going to jail for watching this right now. Right. You know, <laughs> uh, I'm like, cause I mean, it's a zoom in on a probably what 15 year old, maybe at the time, uh, you, 14, 15. I, 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 I would question 16 plus you were born in 76, Jason, 77 or 77. Okay. Well, she's three years older than you are. So. No, no. I'm talking I, about, we're, Let's look up the actress and how old the actress was. No, no, no. I'm not moment. going by that. I'm that's just talking I'm, about the I'm sexualization saying. of a 15 or 16 year old girl. At this point, we're going to zoom in on her ass in the movie. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I can see, I can see your point there. Yeah, uh, she was 19 during filming. Yeah. Sorry, yes. I just did the math. Sorry, Jenny, I didn't mean to step on you there. It's she okay. was 19 during okay. filming, so you won't go to prison for watching her butt on that one. Go ahead, okay. Jenny. But in a fictional <laughs> world, the kids are watching her in a way that is not in the same way that an adult man would watch her. Sure, or even, sure, sure, sure. even a 15-year-old kid or a 16-year-old kid, they're at that age where, like, women are, like, this mythical thing. It's like it's like puppy <laughs> right? love. It's yeah. puppy love. All but he wants is to kiss her. the reasons, yeah. like, why you would want to, you know, be with a woman. They just like know the idea of like yeah ooh, flowers and arrows and hearts. <laughs> exactly. And- I, actually, they did the math. Uh, her fictional age would have been fifteen in the movie. Who's oh they? my god? We're gonna argue about this forever. Still, I still think that my points. Yes, I, forever. Ever. Forever. Well, since we're talking about Wendy, let's get into Almost Famous. Almost Famous. I know that dude. I don't know them. I know her. You, haven't you ever heard of that guy? What, what, that guy who was in that movie that was out last year. I'm sort of famous for being almost famous. All right, almost famous. We talk about the people in the movies that uh, you recognize, but don't really know uh, who they are. So you got to look them up. And Eric, give me your almost famous for this week. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna. Ha- I have two. I'm gonna do my weaker one first. And, and if that- anybody has the same one as Eric, go ahead and call it out as he says okay. it. Okay. Uh, my first one is going to be Bryn Quinton Adams, who played Kenny. I have uh, him. Yep. Yeah. He was in uh, The Mighty Ducks, most notably. A Moonwalker, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, some other ch- children TV. He was a big kid actor on TV. Uh, multiple Mighty Ducks movies, Boy Meets World, Sister, Sister. You saw Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Moesha, yeah, Fresh Prince. You saw him all over the place on television. Quantum Leap. <clears throat> so that's my first one. Anyone? Josh had that, obviously. Uh, yes, anyone else? I did. No? No? no. Like I Jenny, said, love for Brandon, Quentin Adams. Like I said, did you say Kenny? Did I say Kenny? Or Benny? Huh? He said Kenny. I said Kenny. The pitcher. The pitcher. Okay. Yeah. Step off. Step Benny off. Benny hasn't done anything. <laughs> Benny went on to play baseball, Jenny. Come on. Hey, did you watch this movie? Did you <laughs> pick right, this so, movie? What the hell? Okay. I feel like I saw Benny and well, uh, some other things. Uh, he's not no? recognizable to me. I, I, I wouldn't say but I know him. Who's that? Benny. 
No. Rodriguez. Oh no, he he was he was only he was in Mighty Ducks two and three, dude. That's like the only thing he went on to do. He was in that? No, not Benny. Yes, Kenny. No, the kid. Benny was in. Benny was in Mighty Ducks two and three, not part one. Two and three. Oh no, shit. Uh, Interesting. Okay. Well, right. that was my weaker one anyway. My my main one. I'd like to say. I just wanted to give old Brandon a shout out because I remember him. He was part of my childhood. He was in a lot of things. You know, mm-hmm. um, Art Lafleur. Ah, that was mine, you fat <laughs> beast. Well, why don't you take this? Take it take it from here, bud. Well, Art Lafleur, Art Lafleur. Stick it in your ear, Lafleur. Uh, you have seen this dude everywhere. Absolutely everywhere. I mean, big in TV, MASH. I know him mostly from the movie Cobra yes. with uh, Sylvester Stallone. Mm-hmm. Yep. And he had a part in uh, The Blob. Mm-hmm. Field of Dreams. Yes. Field of Dreams. America. It's more baseball for you. Death Warrant. <laughs> Oscar. <laughs> he was in Trancers 1 and 2. Mr. Baseball. He likes doing fucking baseball movies, doesn't he? In the Army He now. looks like an old baseball player, doesn't he? F- Forever Young. Speed Ma- Racer. Maverick. In the Army now. I mean, this dude's been in all kinds of shit. The Bernie Mac Show. Yep. Malcolm in the Middle. House. Key and Peele. Yeah, that would have that was my top listed one. I do have another one, but I'm gonna go ahead and throw it over to Jason. I actually went with somebody that's kind of unknown, but I love this movie and I watched it a lot, especially when I was in. Because uh, I was in the. If you say Maximum Fucking Overdrive, I'm gonna shoot myself. <laughs> uh oh, Life Force. <laughs> there it is. You know, I joined the Air Force and I was going through tech school. We watched this movie a lot, so to me, he's very recognizable. In this movie, and I'm going with Arliss Howard. I don't know who that is. Who is he? What character? Did uh, he play? He's the older Smalls up in the booth. Oh. He was in Full Metal oh, okay. Jacket. He was Joker's buddy in Full Metal Jacket. Mm. The other short, I think he said he was from Texas. He was in Jurassic Park: Lost World. He was like the attorney guy that worked for the family. Okay. He's in that. He was in Moneyball, Natural Born Killers. Dude, his his list is long. I didn't write that many of them down. Moneyball, another baseball yes. movie. Baseball, baseball. Hey, do you think that like influences people, like casting directors? Like you associate this guy with baseball, so I'm going to put him in a baseball. Do you think that? Yeah, that's why. That's what. That's why they cast Brad Pitt in that movie. (laughs) All right, asshole. All right, asshole. (laughs) So James Earl Jones was in Field of Dreams, and then he does this. Right. So, but I kind of want him as like a low, almost famous thing because I do recognize him in anything that I've seen him in. I mean, he sticks out to me. From Full Metal Jacket, I, I didn't recognize him at all. Maybe maybe it's because he's only in the movie for like two minutes. So, and I didn't really get a good but, look uh, at him. But and my other one was he had a goofy hat on. How do you pronounce the game? Was it Marley Shelton? Wendy the girl Pepper, plays Peppercorn. Peppercorn. She was my other one. Was Wendy Peppercorn? That's mine. Yep. Yep. I think she's. Tell us about it, Jenny. Rock it out. She's been in lots of stuff. Um, the. Death Proof slash Planet Terror. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pleasantville. Pleasantville. Never been kissed. Yep. Sugar and Spice. Um, that's kind of that's bu- funny. <laughs> Bubble Boy. Yep. Uptown Girls. Sin City. Yep. Scream 4. She's- Scream 5. Scream that's five. coming out later. Yes. <laughs> Rampage. She's one of these actresses who like they all kind of look like each other. It's like for me, it's her, Jamie Priestley. I could see that. And uh, uh, and there's one other like 
blonde what's the girl, actress. What's the who girl looks from like, Ted Two? And they make fun of her big eyes. The blonde, she's an attorney, plays in the movie Ted Two. She's the uh, Amanda Seyfried. Yeah, to me, the two of them because they got the that. big eyes and they're both blonde. To me, that's what I, I, can I see, see that. that. To me, that's what they both remind me of is the big eyeballs. Like this. All right. Well, we got two for Art LeFleur and we got two for Wendy Peppercorn. Or, I'm sorry. That's not her name. <laughs> uh, one for Babe Ruth and two for Marley Shelton. Bob Marley. So we're split this week. What about James Earl Jones? He's kind of under the radar. Not too many people know him. <laughs> I've never heard that name before. What, what, no, me neither. Oh, okay. All right. So let's talk about the scene. We're going to the pool. The pool. How do we feel about it? What do we think about it now as, as adults looking at it through adult eyes? It's brilliant. He's a legend. <laughs> <laughs> I got to say, he's he's definitely a brave kid because I don't think I ever could have did it. Yeah. No, I couldn't either. I mean, yeah, I, I would have uh, been, I was raised to be respectful and, and not do crazy things like that. But uh, I mean, it, it's a hilarious scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, there's no harm in it. He's a little kid. He's a little kid. Yeah. And I think that's why it's fine. So if he was a few years older, it might be a little more problematic. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. if Dennis Leary did it. Yeah, that's bad. Even, okay, I would go so far as to say even if Benny did I was about to say, what if Benny? Benny's too old. Yeah. The other kids, not so much. Right. But the fact is, is that. I don't know. I wouldn't trust Ham. I was about to say, Ham at the pool. Ham's got a little bit of a. I love Hammy at the pool. He's hamming it up at the pool. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I would have actually expected it. To have been him that would have done something yeah. like that over, and, and maybe that's why I sort of rank Ham a little more above Squints because he was a bigger guy, but he still had that uh, macho thing at the pool, and like, like I thought that was cool because I would have never acted like that at a pool. Well, he had confidence. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Squints, I think, is so great in this movie that Chauncey Lepardi, I think his name is, if I'm reading that right. Um, but he sells this scene. I mean, he's really what makes this scene that, that when he wakes up and kind of winks at the guys and like, he's excited. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I, he's, he's so hysterical in this movie. He's one of the best performances for me. Squints. Yeah. Yeah. It's the, it, I mean, just the look to the big glasses, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah, I mean, he, he, he definitely puts it on for the camera. I mean, he's, he's, Probably what I was laughing at the most. Him and him and Ham are what I'm laughing at in this movie for sure. But there's a lot of them, so yeah. like, yeah. And frankly, while while we're all saying we identify with Smalls, he's pathetic in this movie, like okay. almost entire the entire way through. Like we don't really get like the brave Smalls moment, do we? Like he's kind of yeah, he's never like watching most of the and, time. He doesn't have I mean, his like moment really. I guess his moment is when he gets the baseball and they can continue to play the game, but that gets them in the biggest pickle they had ever gotten in. (laughs) I'm over the pickle shit. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, pickles. And and I love when they talk to Squint. He's like, did you plan that? Been planning it for years. That shit's hilarious. uh, Years (laughs) before that, he didn't even know what anything was about women. I mean, he's probably what, nine or 10 in this thing or something. 
10, 11. But after, I mean, and knowing what we know about the movie, though, like, how do we feel about the fact that him and Wendy Peppercorn got married and had nine kids and bought the the drugstore? Like, are we happy with that? I love it. <laughs> yeah. I love it. It left an I impression mean, on her, even mm-hmm. though she was upset about it. Well, you, well you a see- lot can happen after that. They grow up yeah. in the same town. They're both in their 20s. They can mm-hmm. connect. Well, that's the thing is, like, you know, how dare you? I mean, she drags him out, throws him on the ground by his arm and stuff like that. But when he gets back to the fence, you know, she's kind of like. She waves yeah, She gives him that she little. Like, mm-hmm. She's into it. Mm-hmm. She's into it, you guys. She she's likes into young little boys. kids. Yeah. She, she, that's right, Josh. Let's that's right, Josh. We need to have that conversation, I think. Is Wendy Peppercorn. A pedophile. <laughs> well, Jason did the math. How old, how old were they saying she was? 15? She was 15, so she was still a child. So how old would, would uh, Squints have been? I think he's probably... 10 or 11. 10 or 11. You wouldn't think 13-ish? Maybe no. 12. No, I think... No, 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 I, no. Not 13. They're not teenagers yet. When they were, 13, you're talking some maybe a little pit hair yeah, coming in. Because yeah. when they were making the movie, they actually... I read this, that they wanted them to be even younger. But they said but they couldn't be fast enough. Yeah. Or what they were trying to push, like as far as Benny being the jet and all that kind of stuff. So they had to move to a different age group. Or kids. maybe even just being able to communicate with each other. That too. Which the little I, kids be like, yeah. I like baseball. <laughs> Can I admit something? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Benny the jet thing, I did not pick up on that at all until I was researching this movie. Like watching the movie did not make that connection whatsoever. They say it like a lot. If you would have told me that he was Benny the Jet, I would have been like, what? Really? Okay, here's a question. When did he earn that name? Because we hear about it in the, did, they didn't call him that. No, it was back then. It was right? for when he ran around town because they said the everybody in the town saw what he did and they gave him the nickname Benny the Jet. But Elton mm. John's hit Benny and the Jets didn't come out till 74. So Elton John wrote a song. <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't know if they, yeah, if they, if he earned it later in in the pros or from stealing bases. I, I don't know. Just a question. Yeah. Just a just a question. All right. Well, we're back to chewing tobacco. Well, then we got to we got to talk about the fact that they kick these guy, little league guys' ass. These guys show up on all their matching bicycles, little preppy stuck up bastards little rich kids man yeah show up like and then they go to their home field and they're knocking freaking homers out of the field the whole like game you know and hey that's fun i mean like it's so great to see them not just be uh underdogs yeah right you know because they're kind Mm -hmm. of underdogs in life none of them Mm -hmm. come from wealth or anything like Mm -hmm. that it's fun to watch them just come in and just beat the shit out of a bunch of rich kids yeah yeah i like it that that the back and forth name calling is a little grating. I don't know. I, I didn't find it very funny this time. If and if you say I laughed at it, you're lying because I, I found that a little cringeworthy. You this laughed time. at it. It's old really quick now. Yeah, I, yeah. Some of the insults are a little weak there. And then, like you said, opinion. you do you get the one that we talked about earlier. Like you play ball like a girl, yeah. and then that's it. Oh hell no! You didn't just say that. You know, even even because there's you know. He has the uh, ham says the if if I had a dog like yours, Dude, I'd shave his face. I love that. Shave his butt and teach him to backwards. walk backwards. Like his delivery of that too. I was like, eh, like heard that shit a million times. Like I don't know. What do you what, mean? What, 
What do you mean you've heard that a million times? It, and his del- his since delivery- before this film, you've heard yeah. that a million times. Yeah, dude. I, I, ah. and, and his delivery of it is just meh. Like, when does this movie take place? Sixty two. You're telling me you heard that before 1962? <laughs> I don't yeah. think so. Yeah, Josh grew up <laughs> in the 50s. <laughs> I don't. But know. yeah, we get-, get these kids a break for God's sake. They're doing their best. We get to the chewing tobacco scene because they just totally kicked the rich kids' asses. I mean, I think it was a 10-run rule. I think it was like third inning, and they already hit 10 runs. But uh, They're floating on air. They kicked their asses. Yeah, It's 4th of July. Hey, listen, I have a bone to pick here, you guys. You ready? Uh-oh. I'm wondering if anyone else thought of this. Carnival ride. Everyone's throwing up. Anyone ringing any bells? I don't think I'm thinking of the same movie as you. I've seen... Problem Child 2 Yes Came out two years prior So Problem Child 2 ripped it off No, no Problem Child 2 did it first Oh, okay He cranks up the He cranks up the ride To make it too fast And everyone on the ride throws up Two years later we get this And everyone on the ride throws up It's a great scene I like Actually really like the way it's shot I wanted to make a note Yeah I love I, all the kids' faces as they just like they're turning white and shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but they ripped off Problem Child too. Well, I always think back to that scene and uh, is it Stand by Me with the mm-hmm. hot dog eating contest? It's blueberry pie. Bl- I'm sorry, the blueberry pie tube steak. Don't, don't take away my card. Uh, that's what I instantly. Anytime there's like a a vomit scene yeah. in a movie, that's what I go back to. Is that yep. one. dude? And I mean, like that dude. I don't know what the hell they ate, but man, I mean, there's like gallons of it. Got puke all over you. What the fuck? We've talked about a few of us. Eric said that he has tried chewing tobacco before. Now, I I did want to ask, you know, does anybody have stories about, you know, smoking a cigarette as a kid because you saw the older kids doing it or you're, you know, in my case, my parents, like, did anybody have that moment where they went and snuck the cigarettes, like any of that kind of stuff? I did. Well, tell us. Well, I didn't actually smoke, but I was like so close. You were puffing. I remember I, I, it was middle school and the cool kids were starting to smoke around that time. And I was riding the bus home and there was a girl that I knew had smoked and I asked her for a cigarette and I got home and was like, I had it in the lighter and never mustered up the courage to actually light it up. Oh, I do have a story. You just, you just made one pop into my head. Um, Never did I feel more like Smalls than at my uh, my bus stop. I think it, this was early middle school, and everyone at my bus stop were, was older than me, and they were they were all like friends, and they didn't like I was like quiet, no off on the corner, you know, like mm-hmm. not part of the the little clique they had, and they actually one day <clears throat> took, I believe it was tea, some kind of tea leaves. Uh huh. And they rolled it in uh, notebook paper into oh. a makeshift <laughs> cigarette. And they were smoking it. And I didn't. And I was a loser because I didn't smoke notebook the paper leaves in notebook paper. <laughs> I'm here to tell you, Eric, you are not a loser. And I'm so glad you didn't do that. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Um, they're all dead now. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I killed them. <laughs> I don't know where they are. Formaldehyde in the notebook paper back in those days. <laughs> took them all out. That's how it is. I you know, sometimes you make the right call. Too. You yeah. know, it's hard. 
You got to make mm-hmm. the right call sometimes. I think I made the right call not lighting up that cigarette. Who knows where I'd be now? Uh, smoking three packs a day. Yeah. I've never smoked a cigarette or dipped or chewed. What a square. To, it, it took me 40 <laughs> something years to indulge in the ganja. So <laughs> I tell you what, you would never have dated me if you were a smoker. You're going to need a bigger quote. Jason, did you get a tagline for the Sandlot? Yes. I got three. Count them. Whoa. Three. I think that's too, too many, no. but okay. <laughs> Are we going to, we can vote. Yeah, everybody give me the thumbs up, thumbs down, the boo, or in Eric's word of the night, tube steak. But uh, the adventure of a lifetime, the summer of their dreams, the dog of their nightmares. I give that one and a half tube steaks. One and a half tube steaks. Out of five. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> no uniforms, no problem. No girls, no problem. No ball, big problem. I kind of like that. Even it's, it's too long. It's too long, it's but too I do long. like it. Also, I want to mention this. Was, it's funny. This is a time before any kind of active wear existed. So these guys are like playing all day in a pair of jeans. In jeans, yeah. 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 Like dress shirts and stuff. Okay. Yep. A piece of paradise, a half block wide and a, and a whole summer long. I like it. I like, I it, like Josh. that one. Josh, stay your hand. Stay your hand. You dumb bastard. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the uh, the three that I found. I, I kind of like the last one because it's short and it's a little, you know, like, oh, that's kind of cool. It's nostalgic, I which is sweet. what this movie is. That's all think... this movie is. Uh, not all this movie is, but that is the main theme yeah. of this film. I mean, obviously. All and right, it works. Well, you know the name of the segment. Drum roll. Ginny. I don't remember what they're doing, but <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. no, 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 no Jenny, you missed the whole no, 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 no. thing here. Come on, you asked for this moment. You asked no, Jason thought... not to ruin this moment for you. Wait, I thought we were gonna build up to that, and I just teed you up. I thought build we up. He did a drum roll. No, for God's sake. No, How can you build up any more than that? The last one that we did. <laughs> it's Christ like the, the number one quote of the movie. Wasn't that what you say for last? I thought we would just get it out there before somebody else said is, it. I'm not even sure what quote you guys are talking about. Is it, okay, can we play you... catch, dad? <laughs> is that it? Well, you can cut out the part where I'm confused Forever. Oh, no, all this is staying. <laughs> <laughs> no. Josh, <laughs> drum roll, please. One more time. Edit it in post. <laughs> He'll add it in post. Jenny, give it to us. You're killing me smalls yeah. is there any other is there any other quote in this movie <laughs> yes i have a handful i got some. i have a handful as well but that is that is the quote. quote and i use it i mean weekly at least oh yeah i got it like i said i got it in a text from jason today i mean it's very Dude, common in my it's life it's on a shirt at, at the mall right now yep. that's how popular it is the only other one that i had was forever it's a good one too uh yep. Mine I got, uh, heroes get remembered, legends never die. It's a good one. Mm-hmm. I like that one. That's a good one. <clears throat> I've got a few. Um, don't be a goofus. <laughs> I thought uh, he said doofus. Did I believe it's goofus? goofus. We need a fact check. Well, well I, I have that one written down too, but I have doofus. Well, you're wrong. Okay. Um, <laughs> just be my ears. Oh, man, he's in deep shit. <laughs> 
Did they say that? I don't. Yeah. I don't remember hearing a curse word in this movie. Oh yeah, yeah. They say that. Uh, um, I'm baking like a toaster chaser. It's 110 <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one too. Uh, I like. Uh, oh, my clothes are going out of style. <laughs> they already. They're already out of style. It's a period piece, Josh. Anyway, uh, count on it, pee drinking crap face. You're telling me that the trash talk isn't good in this movie? What? That was that's terrible. No, no, it's good. Uh, maybe the shock of his first Homer was just too much for him. <laughs> hey, he kissed her long and good. Uh, he had all right, kissed I, a woman. I, have, I have one more. Um, it's when Squints is working up the the courage to do his trick at the pool. He says, I've been coming here every summer of my adult life. And every summer there she is oiling and lotioning, <laughs> lotioning and oiling. I wrote that I one. can't take it anymore. <laughs> I know what he, he's been lotioning up at home. Mom, mom's lotion jar is empty and the socks are stuck together in the drawer. Goodness gracious. <laughs> uh, the one I got is this George signed this. You're dead where you stand. <laughs> yep. I think it's all I got. It's actually, yeah. It's actually. I take it back. You're not in trouble. You're dead where you stand. Yeah, that ball is worth more than your whole life. <laughs> <laughs> There's one that the Bambino tells uh, Rodriguez. Uh, Let me tell you something, kid. Everybody gets one chance to do something great. Most people never take the chance either because they're too scared or they don't recognize it when it spits on their shoes. That is a good quote from this movie. I like that one quite a bit. Yep. The rest of them all suck. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I think. All right. So we've got a pickle. We've got a pickle here. The pickle they've been talking about the entire movie. Yeah. And it's Benny's fault. He freaking knocked the cover off of the ball they had. Mm-hmm. Knocked the guts knocked out the of guts. it. Has that ever happened in real life? Yeah, it. it you can do that. I mean, to an old ball, yeah, I'm sure. They come not apart. like a, yeah, not a new fresh one. Yeah, not like that one because they had just bought it just like the day before or something because they had knocked the other one over the, the fence. So, because that's a newer ball and he knocked the freaking guts out of it, but that's all his fault. I mean, Smalls is just trying to keep his friends and went and grabbed a baseball to play baseball. It's a pretty dumb move yeah. by Smalls yeah. here. Clearly, oh, yeah. he's this stuff is important. It's on the shelf. It's not just a random ball he has right. on the shelf. He's a moron. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Eric and Jason kind of like, Jason's talking about murdering kids. Eric's calling them morons. Yeah, a big difference between the two of us, I would say. <laughs> oh, no, that's not, uh, nowadays you can't. Murder. <laughs> That's right up there with murder nowadays, man. You can't talk about kids like that. You can't call them a moron. They'll cancel you. This is as good of a reason as any to let this dog shit just like throw that out the window. Like dog you, shit. you just, you just, well, they, <laughs> they probably, they're probably going to, they're probably going to step in a bunch of dog shit going into that yard. But like, there should have been fa- a lot more dog shit if a mastiff like, was living in there. Yeah, yeah, they should have had some of that on screen. I would have liked to have seen that. You know, James blind ass James Earl Jones isn't going out there and picking up dog shit, right? I mean, he can't. I mean, I guess he could sniff it out. He's blind. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, dude? He's got daredevil powers, man. Don't you know that? Thank God. <laughs> but we've we've got a, another monster squad situation here, where there's the creepy, you know, creepy German guy. Now we've got 
scary. It's the dog, really, that's more of the legend here. Well, no, they like, said that he was the meanest old man, man and he got the meanest yep. dog. Oh, okay. Yeah, it is like the, the German guy. But what's funny, but of course, they show the mean old man earlier in the movie. He's like an older white gentleman. And then we get James yeah. Earl Jones. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's supposed to be part of the how the how the story passing along has changed over the years. Oh, yeah, maybe. I mean, it was just a man. It was, yeah. you know. But, you know, I mean, if you found out your your friend brought a ball with Babe Ruth's signature on it, like. I think I I don't think it would have taken much to jump over the fence and just go get that damn ball. I mean, they say it themselves that ball's worth more than your life. Like, well, nobody wants to die for the ball. I mean, it's it's Smalls is going to get in trouble, not them. Right. They don't want to put their life on the line. But I will say, I think this area of the film drags. Oh, dude. I yeah yeah it it goes on a little too long. I think you sure. could have you could cut one of these attempts out which would carve out a few minutes. Which one would you cut? One of the ones where they send something in on a stick to try to get it. Cause there's like, they do it that kind of twice. Yeah. The yeah. stick and then, right? and then the, it's just like an yeah. extension rod. Yeah. And then the piece of angle metal with the pot on the end of it and they're trying to drag it back. Right. You know, I, um, should- I don't know. I, it could just, and there's lots of like them, calling signals to each other hey do this do this yeah. do this up the vacuum thing and it just one. it gets a little number repetitive two. yeah it gets i don't know yeah, I why three like vacuums that. just crank up the vacuum turn and them all go. three like, on why wouldn't you turn on all three yes. right away why are there three in the first place just have what? one why the fuck do you think that would work anyway well, it would work if if you didn't have a catcher's mask on on the end of it and you just right. had a thing you could actually grab the the ball hey here's a question why didn't they try a distraction method? Throw That's like a stake in the say. yard, get him over there on the other side, and then run in there and grab it. Come on, I mean, guys. Smalls was willing to go in there in there originally. Now you're in a in a situation where like you got to get that damn ball back. It's like okay, Smalls, get you know you're the yeah. one who fucked Smalls, up here. Smalls has a stake that has been ruined because he put it on his eye. Yeah. <laughs> You can't just make an ice pack. You got to ruin you know this perfectly good steak. That. You know they still ate you that. You think they still ate that? Oh, yeah. He had it on his eye for like back, how long? Dude. Back then? Once you, hey. yeah, once you cook it, dude, all the bacteria is gone, man. It's good. You just eat that shit. Well, you better cook it well then, friend. No more medium rare for, for us on this one. Jenny actually said to me, have you ever put raw meat on your face? <laughs> <laughs> That is such an I mean, old, like an old yeah. weird tradition it, that you always see in old it, stuff. It is so old, wasteful. Old and old and bag of frozen peas. I say bag of frozen peas. That's what I was about to get to. It evolved from a steak to a frozen bag of peas. Yeah. Or, you know, ice cubes, not to be crazy or anything. Stupid. But after all of their failed attempts, Benny has a vision of the great Bambino that tells him you got to do something great kid. I think they Just need to have over there and get it. Yeah. I think, uh, I think they need to have Benny, you know, see a therapist. I mean, he's seeing dead people in his closet. Yeah. It's a dream. It's a dream, Josh. <laughs> Called inspiration. Dream, dream, dream. Well, I'll just go fuck myself. Did you just, uh, I, were you touching on a little shark boy and lava girl there? Who me? Me? I don't know. Jason. I don't know. I was going, I was singing the song dream, dream, dream. <laughs> oh, you just, it's just me then. Yeah. It's just you. It's just you. 
Has anyone ever seen Shark Boy and Lava Girl? Uh, no. no. Okay. One of my fo- one of my fondest memories with Eric is watching <laughs> a Taylor Lautner film at his house at three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Abduction. Is that yeah. <laughs> Drinking some beers or, or whatever, and we were just like. Let's turn a movie on. And we looked through all these movies and somehow landed on abduction. It had just come out, I don't, think. Don't so lie. we were just curious if he could do something good, you know? Like we wanted to see, like, okay, let's see what this Taylor Lautner guy can do. Yeah. Well, yeah in his own vehicle. Yeah. It did it didn't change our impression. Yeah. No. No. Don't lie. It was what it was Twilight, like two or three, you know, cuddled up and you're like, Oh, you are warm. Like a werewolf, like Jacob. <laughs> Jason knows Jacob's warm. Jason knows more than he's t- than he's letting on. My girlfriend loves those movies, so I read all the books. Oh, okay. There we go. Uh, I haven't seen all the movies though, so I read three of the four books. Did. What's <laughs> you didn't finish? What it? are books? Wrap that shit up, son. Actually, no. I, no, he skipped the first one because we saw the movie, and then he wanted to read the. I books. didn't read the first book because I'd already seen the movies. So. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. You don't need to go back. For this one, you don't. Honestly, should I finish the movies? Because I only seen the first two movies. No. Okay. They're not great. No. But it is funny. We're talking about werewolves, and there's a werewolf in the movie. Yeah. There is. Yes. Oh my! Did you even watch this movie, horror fanatic, Josh? Apparently not. You, you even sent me a birthday gift that pertains to the movie that is playing in the movie theater. Oh, yeah. I forgot. Oh, so we're this, into the chase. And this I, movie, I, this movie sucks. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit. Josh, cut your mic. I like the chase. Even though it, it again, it's a little over the it, top. It goes you know, too why, long. Why would you run down the it, table? The chase things. is long. I like the cake gag. The cake is good. I the like cake the gag cake is part. fun. I just like lo- you know what's funny though. A mastiff would never chase anyone that far. No hell no. <laughs> a <laughs> mastiff would no. take eight. He wasn't even stuck under the the fence. He was just taking a nap. He was exhausted <laughs> at the end. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like I, a lab, maybe a Doberman, yeah. maybe a Rottweiler. Mastiff would sit at the yard's edge and bark and then Rawr. fall asleep. That's it. That's all they got in them. But so when you first was so when you first saw this movie, when the gate, when the fence falls on the dog, did you just like, did you gasp? Like, yes, yes, of course. I gasped this time too. It's still sad. Yeah, you don't want to hurt the donkey. No, the doggies are good. And then that's when they see, you know, he's just a dog. He's not this big myth. And, you know, they help him because he's yeah. hurt. Well, only, only Scotty and Benny do. The rest of the kids are happy to watch that dog die. Right there. That's true. They are. They're like, fuck that. I'm not helping that dog. Let's watch it slowly die. Like you said, it wasn't dying, though. It was sleeping. It was just like, fuck this. I just ran across the yard. Yeah, that's true. It's just napping. It ran for far too long. (laughs) And little did these kids know, had they just went and knocked on the door, fucking Darth Vader owns this goddamn dog. It's funny you said that. They said during the filming, that was like the, the kids were totally freaked out that they were working with Darth Vader. That's funny. They said they were told, they said between that and of course, Wendy Peppercorn over here, they were all following her around, but they were in just awe that they were working in a movie with Darth Vader. Yeah. I mean, that's where I would be at that point for sure. I'm, but here, here's a, here's my hot take. Hot take. Hot take. Hot take. Hot take. You don't, you don't need James Earl Jones in this movie. Why that? Why is James Earl Jones in this movie? So they can get the new baseball. Why does it have to be James Earl Jones? Like, I do not think he fits this role at all. 
Well, let me say something that does pertain to this I, slightly. Yeah, I kind of got something. Go ahead. <clears throat> well, first of all, uh, there is actual history of Babe Ruth having a good relationship with the black community. Um, he would even play uh, exhibition games in the Negro League. At the time, black people weren't allowed to play in the, you know, in Major League Baseball. Uh, he dated black women. He hung out in Harlem at Harlem clubs and stuff like that. Uh, and some people actually think that Babe Ruth was either black or mixed or something like that. In fact, even people back then, he actually had um, he ha actually had opposing players shouting racial racial slurs at him uh, from time to time. Uh, from what I could find, not, there's no actual proof of him, you know, his lineage too much, but, uh, an interesting thing to have a, a black person be a, an old friend, an old black player being an old friend of Babe Ruth. So that's kind of interesting. Although I did read that, that the, the part was not written for a black person. It just happened to end up being James Earl Jones. So it kind of morphed into that, but it kind of works out. Because well, it's an interesting thing. Let's cut. That's exactly where I was going to go with it. I like the fact that they had a black actor play good friends. He call he don't even call Babe Ruth. He calls him George. He calls him by his first name. Yep. That they yep. were such good of friends that they were on the wall. Pictures taken together. He was even saying, "I could have broke Babe's record that year if he wouldn't have got hit in the head with the baseball and he went blind." Well, and and there were there were black baseball players that are legendary. Yeah. Um, and are basically kind of forgotten by our kind of white dominated culture here. And yeah. considering the situation they were in back then, like, uh, but also keep in mind that James Earl Jones was in field of dreams. Yeah. He's about to say a few years he's before a this. Fan so of he's, baseball. Yeah. He's not new to baseball movies. Okay. I mean, I can, I can put it together with correlation to where if, if he's famous for being in a baseball movie that I haven't seen, so I don't have that knowledge, but I just felt like, James Earl Jones in that part seemed a little weird to me. It's like, it's, it almost seems like why would you spend your budget on this actor when it really could be any, any African-American actor, if that's the route they wanted to go with that part of it. But I don't know what James Earl Jones brings to this part. That's he really probably shot one day, right? He probably was there they for a couple hours. Yeah. Yeah. This man just rolled up. Said, hey, oh, I'll say my line, and then walked on out of there. Maybe it was his love for baseball. That's what I'm saying. I mean, it's probably his love for – I mean, he did feel the dreams. He obviously likes baseball. I mean, I think it's why he did it. I, I like that they use – I mean, his, he is just so iconic, period, just hearing him talking. And they kind of probably wanted that in there. And then you got the whole relationship between the superstar Babe Ruth and, like Eric was talking, and black baseball players – and I like that because they're showing that, hey, no matter who you are or whatever, you can play this game. Kind of like Smalls playing the game of baseball. He didn't know how to play. He learned how anybody yep. can play this game. We all do it together. No matter what color or how good you are, we do it together. Maybe Art LaFleur called him over. Yeah. Since they were buddies from Field of Dreams. There you go. I don't know who else, yeah. what other connections you have to Field of Dreams here. If there's production connections and stuff like that, I didn't do enough research, but... Okay, well, you guys give me good things to think about there. Maybe I'll mull it over. My hot take. Mull it over. Mull it over, man. But uh, let me ask you guys this: since you are sports people, 
in regards to the ball and the ball that he gives him, which one would hold more value? The ball he well, got. Well, certainly, the, yeah, the whole team would be, I mean, that had other legends it had on Lou it. had Lou Gehrig uh, and stuff on there. Yeah. The, that, that's big name Yankees, all of them. That's the 1927 Yankees. Yeah, that being said, Dennis Leary, you know, what did they say? His he got, his dad gave it to him or something. You can't replace that. Yeah, the sentimental right. value of the ball, but he kept that ball. Well, right. I mean, I'm sure, I mean, even though they got that ball back and it was, you know, demolished, I'm sure you still have people out there that would pay good money for oh, a ball that has that signature on it, no matter what. But I just, because there's such a big, big thing around Babe Ruth, I'm, I was just, because I don't know anything about baseball and I don't know what the well, value it's of that him. would He's be. He's on like. that ball too. Well, He's I know, a, I know, but I, I didn't know if just a ball, a ball with his signature alone would be more, more valuable to people than the one with the entire team. Well, you think about it. I mean, Babe Ruth went on, he, he declined in years. I mean, he still could have signed it and been worth something, but the fact that that's the 1927 Yankees, uh, that was a great year for the Yankees. And you had Lou Gehrig and Babe Ruth on the same ball team. Yeah. That's worth a lot of damn money. Yeah, I'm sure Babe Ruth signed a lot of baseballs, but to get the whole team to sign one ball is probably incredibly rare. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, okay. old Dennis Leary could buy himself a new house with that ball, probably. Yeah, actually, because Smalls has it as an adult, he don't even have to work. <laughs> yeah. Why is he a commentator? He could sit at home. It's just doing it for fun. Love the game. Love of the game, man. The love of the game. He doesn't even take, he doesn't even work there. He doesn't even take a salary. <laughs> he owns the stadium that the Dodgers are playing in. He owns the Dodgers, yeah. No, because he still has the balls. Yeah. It's obvious he hasn't he's gotten rid of them. He's got balls. And, and he's also got the ball got that balls. they put the fake signature on. Yeah. Did you notice oh, yeah. that? Oh, I did not notice that. That's cool. Yeah. And that one means just as much to him. Aw. Aw. Feelings. The look Jenny just gave me. <laughs> You're such an asshole sometimes. God. Oh my God. But I don't know. That's, I mean, we get the, the narration of where the kids went after they get their ball back and they don't, they never had to buy another baseball again because the beast has just been hoarding them. This that whole is a time. nice moment where basically the dog gives them yeah. all these baseballs. All the balls. And then he becomes their mascot. Oh Hercules. my God. That's adorable. Dude, Hercules that adorable. and the Raglan tea is mm-hmm. like, Dude, he lived to be so... 199 years old in dog years, dog years, in dog years. Right. Which is, uh, if we're just doing the seven years thing, that's 28. No, ain't no way. No. No. Oh, ain't no yeah. way a Mastiff is going to live to 28. Sorry. y'all. Well, everything else is exaggerated in this movie. Obviously his age was too. No, I, this is a sticking point with me, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> I love that they say the one kid got really into the 60s and they've never yeah, heard from that him. Was yeah. a, that was the chewing tobacco kid. That was Bertram or Bertram or whatever his name is. He just disappeared. It happens. Hey, we hey, all have friends we used to be friends with that are gone hey, now. I remember, yeah, yeah, I went to military school, but then he invented bungee jumping. Or Yeah. <laughs> about that. We all know why. And Ham became hey. the great Hambino. The wrestler. Hambino, the wrestler. <laughs> That's funny. I do have a question to close this out, though. Do you guys think Smalls and Rodriguez are still friends? Yeah. They gave, they shared a thumbs up, didn't they? Yeah. yeah he hit that hit that ball. He looked right up at the booth, knowing he'd be there, and gave him a thumbs up. A corny-ass thumbs up. It was corny <laughs> as hell. 
The reason I ask is because this story is told in, uh, I think at the end, Small says he moves, moves away again. Am I wrong? No, he was the only oh, one I, left. I, Benny had moved because I think. Oh, they all moved away. Yeah, okay. they all ended up moving away because he said he was the only one left. I guess what my question really is, is do you think that they're like, go out and have a beer, bros? Or is it like mutual respect? Like, I knew that kid when I was in middle school. No, they're probably friends. They're, I mean, the fact that he gets to home plate, turns around and looks up and gives him a thumbs up. He knows he's there. Yeah, they're buddies. They're buddies. It's a lifelong friendship. And he's a commentator for the Dodgers, so he knows him intimately. And These guys hang out with the the ball. Intimately. Intimately. Hey, we never know. Hey, what about? Hey. Hey, what about? Hey. He put the hot dog in the bun, is, hey. is what you're saying. Smalls and Benny. I don't know. but uh, All right, let's 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 get to it. The good, the bad, the ugly. Why? All right, Jenny. Your pick, you start. The good is everything about this movie. I'm sorry. I just love this movie so much. I smiled the entire way through. I laughed. It made me feel good. Like, what more could you want? Like, I had a great time with this movie. Okay. I, it holds up for me all these years later. Nothing has diminished about it for me. I agree. It holds up great, by the way. Does it make you a little sad? I mean, like we touched on at the beginning of the podcast, that, you know, this sort of childlike wonderment is not really something that's gonna be, I'm sure, be present in present day. I'm sure today's kids have their own thing. Form of that. Yeah. In some way. Zoom calls. Zoom yeah. calls. Hey everybody, we're gonna make a Zoom call at seven. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like what we do as adults. Say, that's, that's what we're nice. doing right now! <laughs> hmm. Um, the bad, I mean... You had a good point. I don't like villainizing animals, especially when they're not the villain. Uh, but again, I do think it fits. Well, it within... pays off properly, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. It's good. I don't have ugly. It's... All, All right. right. Yep. Great. Okay. Great. Great. Eric, Eric, you're next. Okay. Um, good. I, I, I have... Uh... I have I have two. One is the giant dog prop. I like the, gi- <laughs> the giant dog prop. I want it. I want to hang out with it. Um, and two, I like when Yaya's scared from the dog and he's hanging on the rope and he goes. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> it is such a ridiculous, like, cartoony thing that just happens <laughs> and. It just happens real quick and it goes away. What, brilliant. I love it. Um, bad. Too many tries for the ball in the yard. That just drags a little bit. And ugly. The uh, long bill cap at the end. Oh. Why Why isn't he wearing the cap that, that Benny gave him? The Dodgers cap or whatever that was. I don't know. I don't know. Benny told him he to burn it. it. Yeah. Why is he in a grown up wearing this goofy long billed hat? He's got like, he's he's found his sense of self. No, no, and he, he really should be wearing the, the Benny hat that Benny gave him, because that's the hat that matters. I'm glad you brought this up because I I didn't make a note of this and I I wanted to talk about it and completely forgot. Does Benny wear a fucking utility belt or something? Because <laughs> he's got 
an extra glove. He's got an extra hat. Like, does he carry all, like, an extra of everything around Those with him? Those were different like, times, weren't they? Dude, they were different times at the same time. live and breathe baseball, so you always had a baseball cap and an extra glove just in case you... I mean, I broke a glove, but I had an extra. What about the smoke grenades that he had and the the small boomerangs that he threw at people? Yeah. The Benny Rang. Benny Rangs. <laughs> the Benny Rang. <laughs> Remember that time where the dog's after him and he throws the smoke grenade down and disappears like a ninja? Dog repellent. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Jason. Dog repellent spray. Uh, The good on this is uh, I I think it's the cool, the small town nostalgia. I mean, like I grew up like that living in here in a small matter of fact, the shots of the small town look like the town I live in today that I grew up in. The old hardware stores and all the little businesses. it's it's a fun movie as a child to watch and i still enjoyed it today uh the bad for me it doesn't really hold up to me anymore like i found myself it took a while to get through it It took me three watches to finish it because i would just i got bored because i've seen it so many times and it just doesn't resonate that much with me anymore i guess because i'm an old man i've I've become you're Dennis Leary. I've become James Earl Jones. <laughs> I don't know. I just want to collect shit. You know, I don't want to play You're baseball blind. anymore. James Earl blind. Jones likes kids. You're not blind yet. You're Dennis Leary. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, I, I throw baseballs at my kids and give them black eyes. Why do you catch the damn ball? But, uh, yeah, that's... I don't really have an ugly. It's not nothing to hate on the movie or nothing like that. It's just it, it doesn't hold that nostalgia nowadays with me, but I loved it as a kid. And I like that it gives you those memories of your childhood back then. But, uh, and of course, the Wolfman's in this movie, and that makes it good. <laughs> That's my main thing. So, good. All right. Well, good for me is I, I do like that it, it really invokes being a kid and what it's like to be new and how to make friends, what you would do, what links you would go through to, to make a friend at that point in your life. I relate to that pretty well. And uh, I don't know. You guys have. I've debated whether or not ham or squints needs to be. You know, <laughs> but I like ham. I like ham a lot. I think he's probably the funniest part of the movie to me. But squints is right there along with him now that you convinced me. Um, the bad in this is I, I, I don't really particularly like that James Earl Jones is the guy at the end. It just seems like weird casting to me, but you guys make good points, so maybe that's just me being me. And the ugly is the dog puppet. I fucking hate it. Yeah, that's not good. You son of a gun. You, <laughs> you knew it was coming. You knew it was. I don't I I honestly I don't think it looks that great either. So I don't I, think it looks real. I don't think it's intended to look real either. So Right. Hey, when, when, just quickly, when Hercules jumps up on the car and the old lady's in there, do you think that's like kind of a Cujo reference? There's a shot from inside the car and he's like drooling up on the top. Cujo? Could be. Could be. Uh, feels a little Cujo I, I will have to agree the dog puppeting in this is way better than anything in the movie Life Force. <laughs> <laughs> Jason just fucking just keep driving that fucking just gonna nail. Keep I'll just have to give you a new one that you hate even more than Life Force. <laughs> I like it. 
Well, that'll do it for our discussion about The Sandlot. If anything, this was a great time talking about the movie. Maybe I didn't enjoy it as much as everybody else, even though apparently I laughed through the entire thing. Here, We hope you liked our conversation, and I do want to say check out the VHS Files YouTube channel. If you, if you like our podcast, the YouTube channel kind of centers around movies just like this does, and uh, hopefully we'll have everybody on there in some form at some point. But right now, it's just me kind of throwing out my movie collection, movies I've picked up recently, some reviews, stuff that we normally wouldn't talk about here on the show. Yeah, that's uh, that's all up for your viewing pleasure now. So please, if you enjoy our show, go check out the YouTube channel, subscribe, give us a like, all of that good stuff. Check out the VHS Files TikTok where you're going to see some more reviews and things of that nature there. And pretty soon all the episodes of the show will be on our secondary YouTube channel, the VHS Files Podcast. That's a new one on me. I'm part of the show. I didn't even know that. So, Yep, they're going to be up on YouTubes for your listening pleasure there as well. But until next time, I don't know what movie we're talking about next time, but until we see you, be kind. listening to the VHS Files podcast. Watch a few movies, take a few notes. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and drop us a rating and a review wherever you get your podcast. It was fun. <laughs> Send your questions, comments, and movie suggestions to vhsfilespodcast at gmail.com. Don't you blame the movies! Follow us on all social media outlets at VHS Files Podcast. Movies don't create psychos! Check out our YouTube channel for more content. Movies make psychos more creative! <laughs> Thanks for listening. Wow, well, I'm the only person baseball oriented tonight. That's because baseball uh... sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. I love sports movies. <laughs> and I hate sports. <laughs> Our offshoot podcast, Eric, Dogs After Dark. Yeah. <laughs> no. Check out our, our no. red band YouTube. Red band YouTube. <laughs> where I just make out with dogs. <laughs> yeah, he can do whatever he wants. I can do whatever I want. Fuck you, Eric. Who needs to advance themselves in life? Just sit at home and watch TV and movies and do podcasts. My job is maintaining this beautiful beard, my wolfmanish look. That's what you get. <laughs>